Rebecca Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am the Libertarian Voice on WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. Getting a little bit of a late start today because of the game. But I'm on till 6 and I have a jam-packed show for you. I am the Libertarian. So, of course, when Rand Paul, son of the great Libertarian Ron Paul, announces that he is going to run for president... This is big news, and that is what happened this week. Rand Paul announced that he is going to run for uh, the Republican nomination for the 2016 presidential election. Rand Paul is the junior senator from Kentucky, and he's also the son of the congressman, former congressman, uh, many-term, I think 12-term congressman Ron Paul, who also won for the Republican nomination in 08 and 2012. He, Ron Paul, was a pure libertarian, so much so that people widely regarded him as unelectable, that maybe he didn't even want to be elected, but really just looked for a platform to exchange ideas, to get these ideas out there, to get us back to an understanding of the libertarian roots of this country, that what is now called libertarian then was really just what our founders believed And the three big tenets are fiscal conservatism, a small government, very limited government, and not legislating away people's freedoms, being very careful about that, and also having a very high standard for what justifies military action. And Ron Paul was really a purist in that way, and that, I think, really got the base excited. He kind of started the brush fires that ignited the Tea Party and the kind of libertarian uh, uprising that has been happening ever since and really disrupted the Republican establishment over the past couple of election cycles. But because there was such a, a negative reaction or certainly bad press on Ron Paul for what a lot of people called a dangerous foreign policy, which I don't agree with that. I think his premise has been that when you have an aggressive foreign policy, you actually don't defend this country, that you actually put Americans in danger, which is a failure of one of the very few mandates of the national government which is the defense of the people. So he is not a dove and he's not soft on, uh, on aggression. He just believes that a just war, the high standards for just war are the safest, most defensive for the country. Rand Paul saw his father's example and saw very clearly that, I mean, I think it's pretty clear that that strategy maybe wasn't even meant to, certainly wasn't getting Ron Paul the Republican nomination. These guys, both Rand and Ron, do better in the general election. You do polls against Democrats. They draw some anti-war left, uh, some kind of people who believe in a laissez-faire approach to social issues. They, in the general election, they seem to be okay, but in the Republican primaries, They have a hard time because of this foreign policy, I think, that it's uh, kind of unanimous that it's the foreign policy issue. So what Rand Paul has done, maybe I shouldn't say so, maybe he's genuinely different from his father in this way, maybe he's just more pragmatic, maybe he just thinks that politics is, by definition, compromise. But Rand Paul has a little bit of a different view on foreign policy. Certainly his his words and his deeds indicate something different from his father. 
including that he voted for Iran sanctions, Rand did, and Ron never would. He said that's uh, tantamount to an act of war. Rand signed this letter that the Republicans put out, open letter to Iran, saying that any deal they cut with Obama would be illegal or challenged or whatever, which was a very aggressive thing to do. And for Rand Paul to sign that was, I think, more a sign that he was trying to tell the Republican establishment, hey, I'm going to compromise with you. He did that during Mitch McConnell, his fellow senator from Kentucky, his run for re-election. Rand Paul supported him, even though Mitch McConnell is as far from a libertarian as a Republican could be. Rand was a party guy, and uh, and he also voted for Ashton Carter for Secretary of Defense, which to me is, uh, I mean, that guy is, I think, has a dangerous idea about foreign policy. But I think Rand did these things to accommodate the Republican establishment or mainstream Republican voters. I don't know. Will this strategy work, though? Is it sincere? Is he different from his father? And uh, will the Republican establishment accept this? Will libertarians hold it against him? I have thought this, thought very hard about what's really going on here and what the implications are. And I want to talk to them, uh, tell you what I've come up with, and also find out from you, would you ever vote for Rand Paul? Do you think he could get the Republican nomination? Those are really two different questions. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am the Libertarian Voice on WSB from 3 to 6 on Saturdays. This week, the big news is Libertarian News. Rand Paul is running for the Republican nomination for president for 2016, and he is the son of the famous Libertarian Ron Paul. Although Rand Paul is described almost universally as libertarian-ish, that he compromises, he's, he calls himself a Tea Partier, I believe, or at least identifies with the Tea Party. He rode to his Senate seat in Kentucky on the Tea Party wave. Uh, and the, the reason that he's not considered a real hardcore libertarian is that he's taken a more hawkish posture towards foreign policy, signing uh, uh, on for sanctions against Iran, signing a letter to Iran saying Obama's deal is a farce, voting for Ash Carter as uh, the Secretary of Defense, which I thought was kind of crazy. But that was a good example, that Ash Carter vote, where, or even the letter to Iran, he wasn't going to stop this guy from getting appointed. So why make a stand? Why fall on his sword the way his father would have when he's not going to really make a difference. Maybe he's just thinking, look, let me neutralize the foreign policy issue. And even if I'm just a one-term president, I don't even, I can just do what everybody else would have done in foreign policy. I'm not actually making it worse. Maybe he can't make it better. But then take his one term, if it is that, and do something that he really means to do. He launched his presidential bid saying he wanted to take the government back from the cronies, from the insiders. He wants to do stuff like audit the Fed or reform the tax code. And if he really means that, 
then yeah, I mean, like Ronald Reagan, I remember saying that you can only do a couple of things. Yeah, he can't do everything. So you've got a couple of tools to use. You can use them to pick a couple of targets. His number one target was ending the Cold War, and he was successful. People criticize him for not ending the Department of Education. But his argument was you can't do everything. You, do, you just aren't a dictator. You can't do everything. My only question about this Rand Paul strategy, and I think it is a strategy, is does he mean it uh i don't i don't actually do think it's a strategy i don't necessarily think he means it but will the republican establishment accept it if it's clear to me he doesn't mean it will they give him the benefit of the doubt because in reality if you if you really get cynical and look at what the the absolute top of the hierarchy is after if you believe what dwight d eisenhower said in his farewell address as president that the military industrial complex has a tremendous amount of power. And to me, the three big industries in that are defense, finance, and energy. And they want bombs dropping. They want uh, to soften up the where the energy comes from so that we can have geopolitical dominance there. They want to keep the debt high to generate interest uh, for banks. I mean, that's the, the idea behind why we would have unjust wars if you're if you're cynical like that and you think those people have the power they're not going to fall for Rand Paul's uh kind of promises to go along with the with the establishment that way and, and at the same time his paying lip service to that establishment feels like a betrayal to a lot of libertarians they really don't love him the way they loved Ron Paul. So my conclusion was that it will never work, that he won't please either side. But weirdly, he gets these great polling results, for example, against Hillary. They said that a recent poll was that he would was most likely to be able to beat Hillary in a general election. And the real tell that he might actually be more effective than I would have thought is that how hard the media is going after him. So if you want to, I'm going to go to some calls, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, would you vote for Rand? And then uh, a little bit later on, I'm going to talk about the way the media is really attacking Rand. And I, I did a side-by-side comparison of how they treat Ted Cruz and Rand Paul, who you would think would be equally a threat to the establishment. But I think that Ted Cruz is also kind of faking a little bit. I think Rand Paul's a little bit of a fake, but Ted Cruz, I think, is a is a fake in a very different way. And I think that his type is okay with the establishment, and he's getting a little bit easier treatment from the media. But if you want to see my side-by-side comparison, check it out on my website, MonicaPerezShow.com, and I'm going to talk about it in a little while. But I want to get to some of your calls. I'm going to Alan in Atlanta. Alan, you're on with Monica. Um your question? Yes, I would vote for him. I think it's a good combination to have a little liberal with a little conservative. But the biggest problem he's going to have is fighting off all the rest of the Republicans. They always do this. They always start infighting, and it pretty much destroys them before the election. Democrats have gotten behind one candidate and are focused on one candidate. So it's going to be a toss-up here. I have a theory of why the Republicans go so hard after these guys. Uh, go after their own. It's that they have said, I I wrote an expose basically, and it was really just a book review of Irving Kristol's book, Neoconservatism, the Autobiography of an Idea, 
where they say that if you're not going, that, that he says we need to change the Republican Party into a, a party of big government. Honest to goodness. Go again, go to my website, monicaprezzo.com. Just look for, search for Crystal, Irving Crystal. He says, I have nothing but quotes from his book saying, we need to be a big government party. And it doesn't matter if we win elections, if we don't have a big government that brings us the power we need to shape the world, to shape the future. So that's what, when you hear Republicans say they would rather have Obama than Ron Paul, and I've heard that, prominent Republicans say that in the last election. That's really big talk. That's a shocking thing to say. And my it makes sense when you think that what they really want is big government. The reason the Democrats can stand behind their guys is because they want big government and they say they want big government and they're really not lying that way. The Republicans act like they want people who are fiscal conservatives, but they don't, which is why you get like Karl Rove's pack to determine who wins in the Republican primaries. He was He's putting all of his big effort and fundraising ability, or he did last time around, to to keep what he called the conservative uh, candidates to give them a leg up. But really, it isn't that at all. They're fine compromising on um, on welfare and big spending. This is a traffic red alert from the WSB 24-hour traffic center. Good afternoon. Right now, all lanes are shut down on I-575. Going to be heading northbound at Highway 92. That's Alabama Road. We have a car on fire still on scene there right now. Looking at the WSB jam cams, we've got multiple fire units and an injury reported, though it does look like they have gotten that injury transported. Right now, traffic is just kind of inching by one by one on the right shoulder. Bells Ferry will be your last chance to exit, and we'll have more traffic for you coming up in just a little while. Paul Groover, WSB. Oh, that's serious. Worth interrupting for a traffic break. Uh, but the Republicans don't want small government guys. They say they do, but they don't, which is why it's hard to understand their strategy of putting somebody like Romney up, who was the only guy who didn't have credibility when it came to fighting Obama on Obamacare, which was the only issue people cared about in the last election. It was absolutely a fait accompli that Romney was not going to win. And and the Republicans, I'm confident, knew that. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to Steve. Steve, you're on with Monica. Hi, Monica. Uh, there are two reasons that I do not trust Rand Paul. Uh, one, he is a firm believer in a trans-specific project. Uh-huh. And the other reason is uh, Luke Krodowski from We Are Change and Abby Martin from RT News, uh, they asked him about his trip to the Bilderberg Group. And of course, refused to beat. Well, he ended up trying to get Abby Martin fired from RT and arrested. You're talking about Rand Paul? Yes, you can go on YouTube and watch the video of Abby Martin and Luke Radowski talking about it. Uh, I you made two points. The first one was that he was a strong proponent of the Trans-Pacific Partnership, and I do think I saw him advocating for that um i would have to double check i was reading about the issues i didn't double check that one and i don't like that those those free trade deals are so full of red tape and everything that they're they're just they're not really a free trade deal in my opinion should be one sentence like no barriers to trade between our two countries period but that thing that tpp i don't like it either but i this is the first i've heard 
that he yeah. went to the Bilderberg Group or the Abby Martin thing. Steve, you're welcome. I will look into it. I will post it. But you are also welcome to put that on my Facebook page or send it to me. Uh, and I'll I'll definitely look into it because that's the kind of stuff that goes too far. Libertarians just can't tolerate that because what's the point of getting your guy in there if his compromises will just get you to the same place you were before? So that's good stuff. Uh, okay, Brent, you are on with Monica. Hey, Monica. Um, great show. I, uh, I uh, probably owe any sort of interest I have in politics to Rand Paul's father, um, I'm 35 years old. When I was growing up, you hardly ever find any sort of direct answer a politician would give until I had, um, I guess, discovered his father. You know, as far as when someone would ask him a question, he would give an honest answer. And no matter what that answer was, whether you liked it or not, it was honest. And, um, so that's and it what never changed got, over the years because he no, had principles. That's what got me interested in politics. And uh, so I kind of... Um, by default and and for rand and i i think i think along with you that i think this is just a strategy and if anybody followed his father's campaign and got really interested in his last two campaigns um i think they would see that the country has come so far to the left over the years that um a libertarian will have to have some sort of strategy and i don't know if i'm not saying rand paul's strategy is the correct strategy but they have to kind of roll with the pigs, if you will, you know, in order to have any sort of headway to uh, accomplishing, you know, getting elected. Um, yeah, because Ron Paul, I don't I think, really was, I, I don't think his primary goal was to get elected. I think his primary goal was to reach people like you and get them to start thinking about these issues from a position of principle. You're exactly correct. I mean, he, um, like they, one thing they did say that was true about Ron Paul was he had a lot of depth in his support. And, I, you know, I was one of those people. I still am. Um, but the country is so, uh, they, they listen to the mainstream media so much. And I think it's, I think it's becoming less so now because of the internet. And I hope the internet stays free and we can, uh, get more information. People can see more sources out there of information to where they get their news. But, um, but, uh, yeah, it, uh, I support Rand Paul. I think what he's doing is a strategy, and um, I think if more people could just see that, that he has to kind of act like a politician in some respects if he wants to get elected and wants to infect Yeah, I, I think that it's definitely worth a try, and I think that his father was definitely not going to get elected with his strategy. I'm not sure it's going to work. I agree with you, and because I love Ron Paul so much, I just cannot imagine that Rand Paul grew up in his house, followed in his footsteps, not only going into medicine, but also the way he went into politics, that he doesn't know which way is up. I just don't believe that. So I do give him the benefit of the doubt, whereas there are a lot of other people, I give him the benefit of the doubt once, but not like three times. But I will probably continue to give Rand Paul the benefit of the doubt until it really compromises so much that it couldn't possibly make any difference. Uh, this is Monica Perez. I'm going to get some more calls, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to, uh, right after the break, go to Dave. And Anne, Anna thinks we have double standards, so I'm interested in what she has to say as well. You can also uh, tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. I'm going to read a few tweets later on as well. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. It's 76 degrees. It's a 10 on the Mellish meter. Does not get better than that. The weather today and all weekend is brought to you by Shoemate, the official air conditioning of summer. 
And I am the official libertarian of WSB talking about Rand Paul throwing his hat into the ring for president. And I want to know what you are thinking. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to Anna in Fayetteville. Hi, Anna. You're on with Monica. Hi. And you, uh, you and I actually tweeted about this. Yes, but nobody knows that. So you've got to say, I didn't really understand your tweet. So lay it on me, and, okay. uh, and I'll give you an answer. Okay. It's like this. Let's take, just, let's just take nukes. We've, punished, we've tried to punish countries for getting nukes legally in the case of India and Pakistan. We've ignored countries for having nukes illegally. We've punished countries for having nukes illegally. And we've, we've ignored countries who were obeying the treaty. So from Iran's point of view, from the macro point of view, we don't know where we stand. We're kind of like the, the girl in the day who keeps telling the boy, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes. And the boy finally goes up his hand and says, hey, wait a minute. When you make up your mind, when you know what you want, let me know. Okay, now I get your point, Anna. We are not consistent we do not show principles that's a very good point and actually what i love about ron paul is that he was consistent he always did support his principles now his son seems to be a compromiser is that pragmatism is that necessary i'm not positive but up next i have kurt wallace an atlanta libertarian connected guy he's got some inside insight into Rand paul and what his strategy is Looking forward to talking to him right after the break and taking your calls. 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez.